Hello, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters and listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers here on irishtalkers.com. As usual, I am joined by Mr. Paul Omani. Paul, say hello. Hello, listeners, and thank you very much for listening in. As always, you can get in touch with us by leaving a message on Facebook, where you can find us as the Talk Show for Talkers, or you can send an email to info at irishtalkers.com. Either way, we'll get us, and we do treat your feedback as evaluation to let us know what subjects you would like us to cover in the future. Now, today is interview day, and I'm delighted that we have a guest with us who I've known now for many years, and in fact, who was quite instrumental in getting me into Toastmasters. But I'm going to hand you over to Paul Amani, because Paul is actually going to interview our guest. Over to you, Paul. I wanted to interview this woman since 2015, about February 2015, and it's taken rather a long time for me to get myself into a position where she would be sufficiently famous for me to interview her. So today, it is absolutely wonderful to be able to introduce you to Shirley Gallagher. Now, Shirley Gallagher, I presume you don't know, or some of you may know, but she is famous originally in my life because she invited me to come to a Toastmasters meeting and I went. So it was on a dirty February night in 2015. That means in Ireland it was cold and wet and fairly miserable that uh, I accepted uh, Shirley Gallagher's invitation and walked across the threshold into Toastmasters International and haven't left since. So Shirley Gallagher, welcome to Talk Show for Talkers. Thank you, Paul. And I always say my claim to fame is that I brought Paul and Moira to Toastmasters. <laughs> well, look, let's uh, let's uh, get a few things out of the way first. Uh, you live in Cork. I do. Where do you come from? I come from Donegal, but I am a plastic paddy. So I was born in London to Irish parents been raised the Irish way and we moved back in the 70s to a little island off the coast of Donegal and Moira's actually been there and we did a podcast there back in the day 2014. So wow you've come a long way in that time. So let me ask you first of all why on earth did you join Toastmasters? Well Paul so I'm going to bring you back to 2008 which is quite a long time ago now and I was involved um in, in environmental issues i was i think i was vice chair of a learned society called the environmental sciences association of ireland and i was also running a training network so i was public speaking and had been for quite some time and i was made aware of toastmasters there was a club called crusaders at the time in in CIT, which is now MTU, and my offices were based in the Rubicon. Okay, so, so just because people listening to this in Malaysia and sorry, okay, in okay. Malawi. So, so I just all want to Cork say that CIT Cork. is Cork Institute of Technology, probably right. Munster Munster Technological University these days. That's so right. If you want to throw in some acronyms, just uh, remember the listeners, okay? Thank you, Paul. I, I live in an alphabet soup at all times, so I need to be reminded that no one else knows my acronym. 
<laughs> there will be more, but I'll remind me and stop me. So yeah, so we I was in in uh, I was working near there and I attended a few meetings and I thought, yes, actually I need to do Toastmasters, but it took me till 2012 and I joined the Glanmire Club when it was in and Glanmire is a suburb where I live, where Paul lives, where we meet occasionally. Um, and what I did was I joined in 2012 and I have more or less been a member since. I attend meetings across Ireland. I like going to them face to face. The UK, I, I spent a lot of time in 2014 in the UK and I had a great time going to London meetings and I'm still friends with people there. And also now with the, the advent of COVID, I've, I've been online across the world. So when you joined Toastmasters, the impression I have is that you were already a practiced communicator in a number of different places and organizations. What motivated you then to say to yourself, hey, if I join Toastmasters, I might get better? Was that your motivation? It, it was, but it also made me realize that public speaking takes time. Writing speeches takes time. And Toastmasters was a wonderful place to learn. And tell me, Shirley, do you write all of your prepared communications? Do you, Are you a speech writer? Uh, well, I, I suppose I have started to. A lot of the time I use PowerPoint as my, my aid memoir and spoke off the cuff. I, I was very familiar with speaking off the cuff. And then Toastmasters guided me into creating a format. And a lot of the time I will write speeches now and try and learn them. And that's a really good stint to have been aware of Toastmasters since 2008, to have joined in 2012. What's that? 11, 11 years since you joined. Let me ask you, one or two big things you've gained from Toastmasters, if you were, if you could only say three things you've gained from Toastmasters, what would the three things be? I, I've gained friends, which I think is really important. I know I had you two before Toastmasters, but I, you know, I've learned, you know, I've, I've, I've definitely, there's a camaraderie in Toastmasters that's very tangible. And I really enjoy that. And the other thing I suppose it's patience. It's a voluntary organization, as you're well aware. Um, and things, you know, a lot of times voluntary stuff gets left to one side, but everyone's really helpful. So that helps. And for me, the be you know, being able to to write a eulogy for my father when he passed away in 2020, to be able to present it in front of a crying audience. And in front of a live stream, you know, that's what I have um, Toastmasters to thank for that. And everyone that had to listen to me along the way. And recently I gave the mother of the bride speech to my daughter's wedding, which was hilarious. Um, and, you know, there were tears there too. But it was very, um, you know, I, I have Toastmasters to thank for that. And there are moments that you can't recapture. Wow, there are three wonderful things there. I mean, you're, you're talking not only about patience, you're talking there about personal communications that matter 
so much. And you're talking about friendship. So fantastically attractive things to gain from Toastmasters, I would say. And tell me, this year, just as we are coming up to the date, well, the cutoff date for renewals, you could say, um, why have you decided to renew your membership again for the next year or six months? What, what's, what's your uh, main reason for renewing? Well, I love Toastmasters. I'm a huge fan, as you know, because I dragged <laughs> on a wet, wild uh, February night, as you say. And um, I, I really have fun at it. I always learn something. No matter where you go, you'll always learn something new. And then I suppose what I'm also doing is I'm bringing my the love of sustainability and the love of communications together in a new club, which is launching on the 24th of April at 6 p.m. British summertime. Online, it will be monthly. Moira's heavily involved as well. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm actually driving towards my DTM. I'm on my second path and pathways. So I, I had the triple crown. I finished dynamic leadership, I think last year, maybe the year before. And I'm doing effective coaching. So I see it very much as part of my continuing professional development. And, you know, I see it as training for me as well as as the enjoyable thing. Wow. What an adventurous life you've had in Toastmasters. That That is what strikes me. Of all these situations you've been in, in Toastmasters over the years, what has been your biggest challenge? Contrary people. <laughs> No, I'm not asking you to. I'm not asking you to give us their phone numbers and their addresses. No, you don't need to. So you might like to tell us a story about a a contrary person, anonymized, of course. Yeah. Um, tell me, tell me about a, a challenging situation you've dealt with. In in Toastmasters, I'm just trying to think. Um, I suppose I. I I, I what I find it's not challenging, but I'm going to tell you this wee story and the and how sometimes with the um, so topics are two minutes short off the cuff, you know, helping us with impromptu speaking. And sometimes during topic sessions in in one of the clubs that I was involved with, there would be a series of add-ons. And the add-ons could nearly get into a fight sometimes because you would have the opposing sides. Um, and there was one time um, there was an issue with something happening in the Vatican and the, the three things about politics, religion and what's the other thing? Politics, religion and Lots sex. You're talking about sex. sex. Yeah. So I managed to bring them all in one topic and causing chaos with lots of people. <laughs> OK, this um, I just think some of the listeners might not be aware of this uh, that practice that is fairly widespread in Ireland called an add-on. What is an add-on? So with Table Topics, the, the concept is that it's teaching you impromptu speaking and you're given a topic that you don't know what it's about and you're, you're asked to speak on it for at least two minutes. So an add-on then is somebody else puts their hand up and, and adds on and they're allowed one minute. And sometimes nearly the whole crowd will get involved and engaged and it can get quite animated. And as I said, you can get very diverse views about certain topics on occasion. Lovely, lovely. Well, 
sounds like you've had some excitement at club meetings. Absolutely. Well, there's been a bit of energy and explosions, for example. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me ask you, if you were to find yourself in a situation where you could change anything at all in Toastmasters, where you had total power and authority, and there was one thing you were going to change in Toastmasters International, any level, or any aspect at all, what would be the number one thing you'd like to change? The Speechcraft programme, it's very unwieldy. And it's quite challenging. And I I put uh, myself, Kavita and Colette, Moira was involved, yourself was involved in a, a, a speech craft for sustainable speakers last year. We set it up in October and November. And if you may remember, the website was down. We had difficulties with it, but we ran it because we had been advertising it since July. Um, and we had 14 people come through Speechcraft and I still am unable to get them their certificates out of the programme and there's been various hiccups people have been helpful but here I am on the 23rd of March um, and I, I still don't have a certificate and that's frustrating. So are you saying that the one thing you change in Toastmasters the number one important thing is the that you would change it so that you can get speechcraft certificates at the drop of a hat at the right time when they are needed is that yeah, your number absolutely. one absolutely that that's the one thing that i would change at the minute because that's something i want and also i find speechcraft is a fantastic way to engage with non toastmasters so in order to do the speechcraft program you mustn't be a toastmaster it, you, you're only allowed to be to do the speechcraft program if you're a non-toastmaster, and it, it, you know, we we had a really fantastic time during um, October and November. Uh, we had world class speakers, world class uh, evaluators. It was just wonderful. We had over hundred people from eleven countries, um, all engaged in helping sustainable experts become better communicators. So you you led an event which had over a hundred people involved in it, and how many of them were enrolled on the Toastmasters International Speechcraft program? Fourteen. Fourteen of them. So you had over a hundred people and fourteen speechcrafters. Now, does that seem like an extraordinary balance? The number of people supporting each individual sounds to me to be phenomenal well over it was a six week um thing i suppose i didn't think too much about the numbers paul but they they came from far and wide we had um a lovely uh guy a mentor he was getting up in the middle of the night because he was based in australia and he was just wonderful um but everybody came from from lots of places but each each uh, speech crafter had a mentor actually moira you were a mentor to Roshin. If you'd like to come in, would you no, like no, to no, no. I, I have uh, several more questions to plan oh, you. Yeah. Uh, so Myra was mentor and I, I put her and Roshin together because both of them are the techiest people I know. And they, when they eventually did get together, they agreed. <laughs> 
So they were going to set up a Toastmasters club in VR world, you know, virtual reality. So that I don't know if that's going to happen, but there's no two better women if if uh, they're going to get it get it up and running. So yeah, no, it it was wonderful. So each each uh, speechcrafter had their mentor, and we also had Eric Dalshausen helping them with writing as well as speech crafting. And then we we had different speakers. So Vanette did a fantastic one. Anthony Day did a wonderful one. Um, Guy Doza on rhetoric. You know, so we had great, well-known Toastmasters speaking to these people who had never heard of Toastmasters, or if they had, they, they thought it's a bit like the Freemasons and we need to stay away. Okay, so you have 14 people who, I know a bit about this, so I'll just do a wee summary. All of these people were working in businesses and in organizations, sharing a common value, all to do with sustainability and saving the planet from, or at least saving humanity from uh, destruction and all of those very good things. Um, And they were all brought together with, that in common, isn't that right? That was the thing that bound you as a scientist. You come from a scientific background, don't you? And you're highly committed to saving the planet or at least saving the ecology. Yeah, well, I suppose the planet will be fine, Paul. It's us, you know, the human population and the geologists always say everything goes, you know, like and and that, you know, we we're in the middle of the sixth extinction now is is what they're they're saying um the planet will be fine you know and and have you heard of james lovelock at all yes but uh, we won't drop names no no he he passed away last year but he he talks about the earth having a fever and that you know the the temperature will keep rising until it gets rid of the parasites that are on it (laughs) But you were you were assisting 14 people to be more effective at communicating the messages they wanted to share. Isn't that right? That's absolutely it. Yeah. And how effective do you think now having delivered that program to highly motivated people, all of whom shared an interest in what the others were interested in? How effective do you did you find the Speechcraft program for giving value. Absolutely. And and we've got lots of good testimonials from, from each and every one of them. They all, you know, like there were some of them that were highly, um, you know, that they, they've done a lot of public speaking, you know, attending scientific conferences, etc. And then there are other ones that, you know, were rusty, shall we put it like that, or, you know, not familiar with speaking public. And they all did three-minute speeches. And you and I know three minutes are a hard, sometimes a harder speech to get a, a you know, a, a beginning, middle, and end. Um, so that was really good. And Jean Gamester was the evaluator, and she did a wonderful job on, on the finale. Jean Gamester is an international director of Dosmas. Exactly it, she is. Region 10, which She's is Wales. Which is Europe. Okay, oh, sorry, Europe. <laughs> Europe, the whole of Europe. <laughs> no, but look, the the interesting thing is that it seems to me that the speechcraft has helped 
people who share a sort of socio-political agenda to become more effective at persuading others. Do, do you and will many of those speechcrafters keep up connections between each other? They and they they have, and that's why we're setting up the new club in it that's beginning in April. So a, a few of them will be speaking in April. I, I'm not sure who else. There's there's a whole lot of emails and comms coming over and back, and I I'm going to be the topics master. The you know the the theme is Earth Day, um, because of the 22nd of April, and so I'll be giving topics um, on Earth Day, whereas everybody at Colette's doing the agenda and kind of organizing who's going to be the speakers. But we would imagine that a lot of the speech crafters will join this club. Is it going to be a community club in District 71 or where is it? I'm not quite sure. I mean, Colette and I are in 71 and I think Kavita is, is she 91? And my, you know, my, we're, 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 it's global. Uh, it will be online. I'm not sure how or where it'll fit, um, but we'll, you know, we'll figure that one out. So we're, we're setting it up now in, um, in April with the idea that we'll incorporate by, by September. So you're hoping to charter by September. Oh, That's yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Well, Shirley, look, we'll have to have you back on the talk show for talkers as soon as the club charters in order to celebrate, because it seems to be a a very significant step forward that you've taken. How pleased are you with what you've been doing? That's my, this is my last question. How pleased are you with yourself? I'm delighted. I, I do think it is a joint effort though, because without the team, it wouldn't have happened. You know, I, 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 I did it, as you know, I did it the year before with five people and I struggled. And then I, I got the help I needed this year and like it wouldn't have happened without the support, which was great. Well, Shirley Gallagher, it has been an absolute joy to interview you at last on a podcast rather than over a cup of coffee in a, in a cafe. But thank you ever so much. And I wish you all the very best with this new project. Thank you, Paul. Come, come visit. Well, on that note, we'll bring this episode to a close. Thanks for your attention and for listening. And we'll hope to see you again at the same time next week when we'll be swapping over to our normal three-part episode. We look forward to seeing you then. From me, Moira O'Brien, and from my colleague, Paul Amani, good night.